Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special trade deadline edition of Running the Bases. I'm your play-by-play, Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir? Pretty good, Tucker. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. So we're recording this on Friday, August the 1st, first day of August 2014, the day after the trade deadline. So, Coach, let's start with the uh, the blockbuster deals, and then we'll move our way down. Uh, Red Sox trade John Lester t- and Johnny Gomes to Oakland for Yolanis Cespedes. Um, what do you think? What does this do for Oakland? What does it do for Boston? And who wins in that trade? Uh, I don't think you can ever say who wins in a trade till several years have passed or uh, whatever, but uh, you can certainly make a guess as to who you think got the better of the deal. Uh, I think the interesting thing here, more so than the characters involved, are is the fact that Billy Bean is all in now. You know, uh, this is uh, getting Samarja and getting Lesser. This is a little contrary to Moneyball. And I think that uh, that is interesting. Um, I The loss of Cespedes, they, I mean, they have like a, a 1.7 run differential uh, or something. And I realize Cespedes hitting in the four spot is significant uh, or a significant part of that. But still, uh, going out and getting these pitchers is a – and you've got to feel like he's probably renting them, uh, you know, somewhat. Oh, Um, absolutely. But it's uh, very interesting. Um, Well, you know, this uh, this move to San Jose, I I did a little research last night and – all I could gather off off of the internet sources is that it's going to happen. Um, I, I I had not heard this from any national, you know, MLB Network, ESPN, or anything. But you know, apparently, if you look at, they have a site picked for it. They have a architect. There's tons of conceptual drawings. So you know, maybe they're and, and, and it's estimated to be open 2017. So maybe there is you know a long term, larger investment here. Oh, I. And that's certainly possible, uh, and I don't know all of the politics that are involved in that, but I know that the Giants have been able to block this for some time, uh, and I, I don't know how the Giants have control over what Oakland does, but there was an influence there that where they didn't want them infringing on their market, and I, I, I don't, um, I, I really do not understand, or I, I, I'm not cognizant to all of the uh, it's a, political elements there. It's it's a word that is so popular, and I absolutely hate it. A rebranding. Yeah, they have to rebrand their fan base. Our fan base brought to you by Mattel, <laughs> yeah. um, or Levi's jeans, I guess now. But um, well, that takes us to the other big trade, uh, completely unexpected, I would say. Uh, David Price, uh, three team trade. David Price to the Tigers, the big the big move, and then Austin Jackson goes to the Mariners and. Drew Smiley and uh, a young infielder, his name is escaping me right now, um, they go to Tampa. So uh, for Detroit, do you see this? I see this, obviously, as Oakland goes all in, so now Detroit goes all in. Uh, I think Detroit had the opportunity to get Dave Price. Uh, I think Detroit is arguably one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. When they had the opportunity to go out and get a two-time Cy Young Award winner, you do it. Um, 
you know, they have all the other Cy Young Award. Well, no, they don't have Big Felix, but this is true. But you know, <coughs> how do you see this for Detroit? Is this a rental? Because next year Scherzer, he's got to get paid. So suddenly, are you looking at your? It gonna- might be insurance. Uh, as though they're going to lose Scherzer, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, certainly Verlander has not had the year that they want at a Verlander, and that is uh, Kate Upton's know, fault. Clearly, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're right. You go get David Price and and Don Broski. I saw him uh, his his press conference saying that this is about getting a <laughs> getting one of the best pitchers. And that makes us able to win now. So um, so there you go. Don't need to know much more than that. Um, but so now for Tampa, they throw the uh, – do you see this as essentially the white flag that everybody else does? You know, they're, it was going to be a long shot anyway. There was the thought that since they had won, you know, 10 of 11, um, that they would hold on to Price. And, you know, now they've dealt him and um, – do you think that if Price had won his last start, which was the day before the deadline, do they keep him? Gosh, uh, I that would be. I, I can you imagine being Madden sitting around thinking, you know, I, I'm about to lose my best pitcher if we don't come back and win this game. Uh, you know, if if he knew what was going on, I I, I don't know uh, the. I think I'm surprised by this from the Rays. I thought, um, I don't think they got enough for him, you know, uh, at this point. But I I don't, um, I don't know everybody involved. But um, the, uh, it's, I thought they were in the race. I don't think anybody in the AL East is that strong. I think the Orioles are the strongest team, but. um, I thought they were too. You know, it it was. Yeah, and at the beginning of the year, Jason Stark most notably picked the Rays to win the World Series. And it seemed like just now they'd finally started playing like the team that they've been capable of being all year. Right. So, And you look at the 2011 Cardinals and the comeback that they made, so it's, you know, it's and not the, unprecedented. And the Rays have always been a strong down-the-stretch team. You know, that's... I don't know. Even in the playoffs, seems like I think at least three out of the last four years, if not more than that. Um, yeah. um, they've been a very intelligent organization, though. So you know, um, they've made a lot of the right moves. This, on the surface, doesn't appear to have been one of the you know their their best, but I, I don't know everything involved. Yeah, well, well that's, that's that's what makes this so fun. Is yeah. The, David Price may have come in from the dugout saying, you know, I felt something pop in my elbow on that last pitch, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't and we don't know. Yeah. Um, well, so Boston, uh, you know, they, they trade Lester and then they make two uh, two more moves, uh, trade John Lackey to the Cardinals um, for uh, Alan Craig and um, I believe it was a young reliever. Um, what do you think of a for the Cardinals getting John Lackey? What does that do for them for this year? Um, makes them a lot more formidable. Yeah, uh, the uh, you, you believe you're buying John Lackey down the stretch this year? Not necessarily, but it better to have him on your team than not on your team. You know, I think he uh he could be very effective. Uh, I 
I'm kind of glad to see Craig go to the other league, though. I mean, uh, <laughs> he killed us. Yeah, and uh, they talk. I, you know, he reminds me of Jack Clark, who was there. He was he's an RBI machine. Yeah. Well, they were they, uh, one of the reporters on MLB Network was talking about how the Cardinals have this young uh, right fielder. I forget his name that uh, has apparently been raking all through the minor leagues. That they knew they were going to have to get him playing time. So, you know, the Cardinals, as they so aggravatingly do every year, they don't ever seem to miss the guys that they let go of. And no, I no. You know, I was saying the Rays. You got to give them the benefit of the doubt for being an intelligent team. You. The Cardinals are certainly there as well. I mean, I don't know of any team that has conducted themselves uh, more astutely. Yeah. Well, and then also for the Red Sox, for the first time in 15 years, they made a deadline trade with the Yankees, and they sent them uh, Stephen Drew, um, for which they got back um, a a magic bag of beans. I can't remember. But um, uh, Stephen Drew, oh, for the injured Kelly Johnson. Um, so Steven drew to the Yankees and then the Yankees also acquire Martin Prado, former brave, one of my favorites when he was here, um, from the Diamondbacks. So for the Yankees, how does this help them for the, for the finale of Jeter's career? Oh, I, the, uh, I loved Martin Prado. I liked him the year that ironically he was beaten out at second base by Kelly Johnson. Uh, I mean, I watched uh, several spring training games and I was, uh, and, uh, I told people then, uh, Martin could play. I mean, you know, he was, you know, somebody that just gets it done. It doesn't always look pretty, but he gets it done. Uh, and I think uh, he's played every position except catcher on top of that. I know, I know left field, third base, second base, shortstop and shortstop and first base played first base here. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately for the Yankees, go though none of those guys pitch. <laughs> the I, I, the Yankees uh, losing all their starting pitching—that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> Only a little uh, bit, though. Uh, and that uh, they have more team Prado. Their team is better. Um, the uh, I do find it interesting that Kelly Johnson is still playing. Uh, I mean, I know he had some productive years in Arizona, but, you know, he just keeps showing up in different places. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. You know, can't, can't, can't keep that guy down. He had a good eye. He had some pop. Well, so now you have the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox essentially had a fire sale. Can you think of any other prominent franchise that gets away with something like this? Yes. You yeah. know who the Red Sox conduct themselves like now? Who? Is like a Premier League soccer team, of which the owner has one. <laughs> and they just go out and get the players that they want. Uh, you look at these soccer teams, like uh, the big club teams, uh, and and I don't know that much about it. I mean, but it's not just Real Madrid and Barcelona. There's uh, AC Milan and uh, all of the, you know, the Manchester City and Liverpool and all, all this. Uh, these guys go out and pay major bucks for people, and uh, contracts are broken, trades are made, uh, millions of dollars exchange hands, and complete teams change overnight. And the Red Sox seem to do this now. Yeah, I, 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 
I, I didn't research it deeply, but I can't think of an, another team in, in, in the last century of baseball that goes worst to first to worst. And is likely to go to first again next year. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it is, um, I don't know, they're playing very much like Liverpool. Well, you know, the Cespedes thing is, is a, a solid trade for one thing. He's, you know, he's a high energy guy. Uh, everybody in Oakland loved him. Um, and he, I think he single-handedly has been, uh, you know, uh, worlds better than their entire outfield this Mm. year in, in Boston. So that makes sense. And then, you know, John Lackey, never a great relationship there in Boston. In the last 18 months, he really made something of himself, but, you know, as, um, uh, I forget his name on MLB Network, not Vaskurgeon and not Rosenthal, but the other guy was saying how there was no stock lower than John Le- or uh, John Lackey, you know, at the trade deadline last year or at right, the early right. part last year. And then he has a great postseason run, um, really pitches them to that World Series title against the Cardinals. There's a big factor in that. Um, so you can see that, but the, the Red Sox have no pitching now. They have, um, you know, Clay Buckholtz, who's throws a no hitter one game and then gives up eleven runs in the first two innings. The next, who pitches for Boston next year? Uh, they have a deep farm system. I know that, uh, but they're going to go. They'll they'll get somebody, whoever's available. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it if David Price is there next year. I wouldn't yeah, doubt yeah. it if uh, you know it could be all sorts of different people. They don't conduct themselves like a small market team, and so you can't think. I mean, getting rid of all of those players to the Dodgers uh, a couple of years ago, that was incredible. And they didn't get much in exchange. What they got was financial freedom because they got a lot of finances. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You know, they also now, have a truck racing team. Or no, it's NASCAR now. They're, uh, they're up in the NASCAR circuit uh, NAS- with uh, Roush Na- Fenway Racing. NASCAR is nothing Compared to a Premier League soccer team, that's like owning a small country. Uh, <laughs> you have a gross national product. I, you know how, how do those teams make that much money? Uh, or the television contracts must be unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the little that I know. Well, you, you think about it. All those all those leagues are watched in all of those countries. You know, I mean, even even the South American leagues over here. You know, are the the interest in soccer is so much larger than any other team sport except in the United States of America and Canada you know um and you can argue you know hockey Japan and uh, most of asia kind of a big place well asia is a big place you know last time i checked it <laughs> takes up a lot of surface area on the map yeah but um you know you look at i, I guess i mean but you could argue even in you know, like China and Japan now, you know, Japan hosted a World Cup um, in uh, 2002. And a huge success. You know, well, the United States hosted the first World Cup. The United States has hosted a couple. That doesn't mean we're a soccer nation. Well, uh, it's yeah. a growing sport. But uh, you're talking about money, though. I'm just, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a big hit now in these countries in this age of, you know, how much money is spent on said TV contracts. You don't, yeah. you know, outside of the Yes Network and, um, the Yes Network. Um, I don't know of how many. Whatever the Dodger thing is. Yeah. Um, Guggenheim. Isn't it Guggenheim? Well, the, the, the network they made the deal with is uh, Time Warner Sports Cable Net thing. 
It's um, the Guggenheim group that owns the Dodgers. It so. is the Guggenheim group that owns them, that is for sure. And Magic Johnson. Can't leave him out. Um, so, well, speaking of said Dodgers, they don't make any moves at the deadline, but as we talked about last podcast, they didn't need to, you know, they might be no. the big winners cause you know, they don't give up any of their big, their top three prospects. They don't give up anything. And they're still with the exception of maybe the Cardinals, they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the national league. They still have, uh, four starting outfielders. Uh, the, uh, I, I know they uh, the Dodgers are going to be there at the end. You're, you're right; they are. They have the talent to be there. They're like um, they are the Yankees of a decade ago. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, so in our division, and we'll save the Braves for last. Um, the Nationals go and get um, uh, as Drupal Cabrera. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel this helps them this year? Uh, well, I mean, they're doing this because Zimmerman's down, and um, and at the end of the year, they have some big decisions to make about what they're going to do with their infield and whatnot. But I've always thought Cabrera was uh, way underrated. I know he. I mean, this is just for the end of the year. This was a very good move for them. Yeah, um, and then um, the Miami Marlins, surprisingly, a buyer for the first time in ever. Um, they pick up Jared Cozart, among others, from the Astros. That guy owned us when right. we were down in Houston. Uh, and that's about all I know of him, except that he has uh, been uh, very highly touted. There were The Marlins had a lot of players moving all over the place, and I don't know enough about them because they, the Marlins have been – of no interest to me. I mean, you know what? They, they're making deals with Houston. These are two teams, and I'm just not really following that intensely. Well, that's true, but you know, you, you say that now. Well, Cozart's good, you know, a good pitcher. Yeah, yeah, and and if there's one thing that the Marlins know about, it's young talent. You know, uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, so the Marlins and young pitchers too. It, absolutely, it's it's unreal. The 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 quality arms that come out of that system yeah. is truly unreal. I think it's it's far and away. You look at you know great pitchers that go on to win World Series, Cy Youngs, and everything in between. Uh, maybe fifty percent of them have some connection to the Marlins system or went through there at one point. Um, but um, the Marlins now they sit about five and a half, six games out of the first in NL East. Do you see them uh, staying in the hunt all the way to the end of September? And what are their chances to you to being in the playoffs now? I I just can't believe that they could have Fernandez go down and be there at the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just that would be admitting then that they were uh, – 15 games better than everybody else, you know. Uh, and I, I mean, uh, that's just, it's just hard for me to see that. Uh, and particularly for a team full of people that have not, not been there. Uh, and I know that's overused, but um, the, uh, they're, um, they, they make tremendous moves uh, always until their owner decides he's had enough and sells the team. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't think they're going to be there at the end. I think 
that somehow or another the Braves are going to hang on. I think the Nationals are the they have the talent to be the better team in the division. Um, uh, a little bit more rounded talent. The Braves still have holes, you know. Um, the um, and I think both of them went out and made moves to help themselves. Uh, and the Marlins did as well. Uh, I just don't see the Marlins making up that difference, and I don't know. Well, that brings I'm just not a believer. Yeah. yeah, not a believer in the Marlins. But let's say they get a, a, a back from Tommy John surgery, a, a well, you know, ninety to ninety-five percent, possibly a hundred percent, Jose Fernandez next year. Next year, oh, oh, I think he was, but who knows how he'll be uh, after coming back from Tommy John. But uh, before that, I thought he was the best pitcher in baseball. I thought he was as good as Crenshaw. Uh, Kershaw? Kershaw, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the Braves. So how do you feel about a Braves team plus Emilio Bonifacio and James Russell? Um. All right. We go out the trade line deadline every year and get a left-handed reliever. That's kind of what the Braves do. Uh, maybe uh, and Russell has been effective. Uh, maybe he. This is a. We don't have to do it next year. We have uh, an option on him through uh, 2015. Um, he's had an odd year. Uh, has not. Uh, He's done better against right-handers uh, this year than he has left-handers, but he has a good career against left-handers. So, uh, you know, and we have made sound decisions with relievers uh, for decades, really. Uh, but and Bonifacio can add a lot to our team. I mean, he plays second, third. And the outfield, these are all positions we've had have not been real consistent in. Although um, at second now, you can't argue. I mean, Listella is. Oh yeah, know. I'm just saying throughout the course of the year. I mean, I, I don't expect him to start anywhere. I think he is just his speed gives us another dimension that we don't have. Our pinch hitting has been atrocious. Oh, uh, the worst. And it so, is literally the worst. Right. So I mean that he certainly can help there not that he's you know i think it's a nice pickup uh to go along with our annual left-handed reliever <laughs> we are a model of con- of consistency yeah. with picking up a left-handed reliever so um well so uh let me ask you about the who who we lose in that caratini the catcher who was with class a this year rome second round pick in 2013 and uh, a pretty highly touted individual for our somewhat weakened farm system. Uh, but he, we got catchers in front of him. Betancourt played a lot better when he came up while Gaddis was down than I ever thought he was going to be. He hit uh, with authority at times, and uh, I I had never seen that. Uh, so he's liable to be he's liable to be the backup next year and Laird gone. Um, the uh, but so uh, this guy's way down on the charts for us, you know. Personally, yeah, it, agreed. It, it's hard to argue that you know, yeah, even with our farm system weaker than it's been in a long time, catcher certainly not that. 
Yeah. You know, that's that we were flush at that position. Do you, um, the, with, with Evan Gaddis, his first year as a starter, you know, still a huge fan favorite still when he gets hot, he is red hot. Um, how long do you give until you would commit full, you know, do you, what, what more do you need to see from Gaddis before you commit and go, okay, he is the guy. We're going to we're going to hold off on Betancourt. He'll be the backup or, you know. Oh, I think the Braves have already done that. You think so yes. at this point? Yes. Uh, I don't think there has. I think they are happy with the, his progress. Uh, and there hasn't been any attempt to back him off of the starting position. Uh, I mean, we have. uh <laughs> Nobody's ever looking at Gerald Laird as their starting catcher. Uh, and they've kept Betancourt in the minor leagues. I mean, there, have, um, there hasn't been the temptation to move Gaddis back to the outfield at all. Um, so, uh, I mean, there are sports writers making uh, talking about moving Hayward to center and Gaddis uh, to left and Upton to right, you know, and uh, – us getting some or letting and then Betancourt hitting or playing behind the play, but there hasn't been any attempt to do that. I think they have uh, recognized that Gaddis is a catcher and that's where he's going to be. Yeah. So I look at the Braves right now and I, all of these moves, they don't have and this is, you know, beating a dead horse in a lot of ways, but they haven't made that move for somebody that's an aggressive player. You know, I would have loved for them to have brought in a Cespedes. I mean, if nothing else, it's like, would you, you know, give, <laughs> give Oakland BJ Upton and whatever you want for us to pay of his contract. So we get somebody like Cespedes. Don't you feel that the Braves clubhouse needs a character like that? Even though that's not our MO, we were, so corporate for so long and that's how we're looked at just business-like and that was Bobby's way and that's going to be Freddie's way and you know but don't you feel like we would benefit we would be an interesting team with a potential deep October surge in us if we had gotten a talent that is also a character I don't know that the you need Reggie Jackson to come in and stir the drink uh I, I mean, um, Miguel Cabrera really isn't a character. He's just the best hitter in baseball. Uh, Mike Trout really isn't a character. He's the All-American boy. He's the best player in baseball. Uh, I took a video of his swing last night, by the way, off of uh, the, uh, the the Orioles and the Angels went into 13 innings, and I stayed up just to watch him hit one more time, and I almost cried. You <laughs> you can frame that and put it on the wall. It's so pretty. Uh, he, but yeah, I, 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 you're right. You're absolutely right. But I, I think more of what I'm getting at is that I don't see anybody on the Braves right now that, except for Andrelton, obviously, um, that has like the alpha dog persona. Somebody that's going to drive the team. We have, if you don't think Kimbrell is an alpha dog type person, then you haven't been Not watching. every day. No, I have been. He's not every day, though. He's not. Oh, he's he's a relief pitcher. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you, uh, the Braves have always invested highly in the pitching staff. Now uh, we have invested, or I'm saying always, uh, since 91. Uh, and 
and now we're doing gambling, putting that much time and investment into a relief pitcher. That's uh, uh, not really, that's not our version of uh, Moneyball. And we're at a time now where you really have to think twice about investing long-term in any kind of pitcher. But that said, we have uh, made corporate decisions. We spent a lot on Ugla and just had to give him away. We have spent a lot on B.J. Upton going out and getting a free agent for a mid-market team. And I think uh, the only reason we are mid-market is because we've been stupid. Well, Uh, I think that's by choice, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, our owner could make us you know, top tier at any given moment, at any moment they can open up that checkbook without, you know, without any questions. I'm not, I'm not giving them any excuses. And I, uh, and I concur with you a hundred percent. But with the, uh, under the financial restraints that the Braves are under, they have gone out and gambled on offensive players with a large portion of their, uh, you know, uh, of the money they have to work with and signing the players that they did this summer. Um, you know, they signed the right ones. There's no doubt about it. No I doubt. Mean, yeah. Uh, you know, Freddie is, uh, the linchpin and, uh, he, he's not Chipper Jones yet. Um, when I was, he in, hangs out with him a lot though. I, I know, but he, <laughs> he doesn't, he's, um, he's not that guy that, can come off the bench when he's broken and still be the hero uh, yet. I mean, you know, he, I, I, I believe Freddie will be there. But they uh, sure, they need another hitter. Uh, they, well, you know, I, I don't know if it's that. Well, I mean, I mean okay, yes, because, <laughs> you know, B.J. Upton just isn't getting it done. Um, and, you know, um, but more than that, I, I'm I'm kind of feeling in terms of personality because to me it's it's abundantly clear that it's the financial reward versus the championship reward for ownership. You know that seems to have been established ever since Liberty Media took over. It's like we need to maintain, be successful in ways, and if we win, that's nice. But honestly, we'll want to have a good product when we go into the new stadium and so on and so forth, and that. They just need, they need a Smoltz type person. You know, I don't see anybody um, that is, is picking up the flag like, like, like Smoltz did in the nineties and then Chipper did. Well, you see what, I mean, I think Medlin kind of was John Smoltz. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, you know, uh, <laughs> he, he was goofy. A, that's for sure. Had what a, lot a goofy of, guy that Chris Medlin. I mean, uh, he went down, and that's the way we've often done it is with pitchers. I yeah. mean, even but you know, you're looking for the colorful people on the Braves. You go in their history when they were the great team from '56 through '60, uh, and they had Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews and all these great ball players. It was Burdett and, and Spawn who were the characters in the clubhouse, and they're pitchers. Yeah, that's true, um, and you know. It's, getting to we made the right decisions in this offseason Tehran last night you know we lost we got swept knew that was going to happen Kershaw was you know was was 
I mean, a complete game. He only gives up one run in, in the very end of it all. But Tehran really matched him. I was impressed. You know, Tehran, he, he threw a complete game. He went eight innings. Tehran's gone up against a lot of people uh, this season and has been just as strong as any of them. He is. Totally agree. He is. And next next year, he could become, he could be Cy Young type next year. Agreed. And, and you know, he's sub three ERA this year. Oh, I know. And, uh, you know, beyond that, um, uh, with uh if i can just say personally here watching that game last night and i watched both the you know the the joy the one of the perks of the braves being on the west coast right now is that a i can fall asleep listening to them <laughs> and uh b i can watch the primetime game and then switch over so i uh, got to watch the orioles and the angels last night and no run scored all that firepower and it was nothing, nothing going into the top of the 13th. And at the end of it all, there was only one run scored, period. Um, and then the Braves and the Dodgers, they follow that up with, you know, two complete games from the starters, no relievers used, and two number ones going against each other. And the final score is two to one. Um, that's old school baseball, and I love it. I'm such a fan of the pitching that is, you know, dominating now in the new year of the pitcher. I just, I absolutely love it, so... I, I hope, I hope, and it seems to, uh, I don't know, there seems to be objection to it. Uh, I would like to see a lot of old school baseball back. Uh, the, the run game and the small ball that, you know, permeated the fifties, uh, what seems to have gone away with new saber metrics where they, you know, the, you know, there's the bunt is of no value and uh, sealing a base, you have to be successful you know, 76% of the time in order uh, to attempt it. I, you know, I, I don't believe in all of that. Uh, I don't want to believe in it. Uh, but if, and I hit and runs and squeeze plays, brave squeeze the other day. Uh, yeah, the, uh, they did successfully uh, too. Right. Uh, the, uh, that to me is a lot more baseball. You know, I'm not saying it's not. I agree. And you know, if you want the biggest, you know, example of how sabermetrics is not all it's cracked up to be, just look at the Astros. The Astros went all in. They're an all sabermetrics team now, and they've lost their last two number one picks. And, you know, if you look at the, they've been, they've been at this, they've been rebuilding for about three years now. The yeah. Astros been rebuilding longer than that, uh, much <laughs> but, longer but with than the, that. But with the with the all in on the saber metrics, you know they have guys that sit up in their, you know, owners boxes that are merely charting the defense. I understand you know, all these uh, cameras just uh, looking at defensive. Def- defense is the thing that seems the most uh, absurd to me in saber metrics, and why I will why I say that is I have looked at. Uh, the numbers that surround Roberto Clemente uh, defensively, and it makes him look like an average to below average uh, defender. And I watched him, and he was not average or below average. <laughs> he was the Golden Glove winner every year. Uh, the uh, and I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I mean, I. Andrelton Simmons is my favorite player in the big leagues right now, and I, he's so much fun to watch. But last year, his stats were like he was the greatest defensive player in the history of the game. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I, you know, I have a hard time buying that this early on <laughs> compared yeah, to what's I come mean, before them. Right. I'm, I'm like, well, that's fortunate, you know. Uh, <laughs> Lucky us, I guess. Yeah, I, you know. Um, Does he get a trophy for that? He should. <laughs> the, yeah, it was called a contract. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but that trophy I, buys other trophies. Yes, by the way, it will. It will. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I, I've been the same school of thought ever since I started following baseball as a kid is that, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I'm not, those kind of stats have never meant anything to me. Even when I started to aware of their value in the game and that they were even followed, but, and, I, and I'll also make this point. Um, you look at October and especially the recent Octobers that we've had, you know, and playoff baseball is when the, the fair weather fan um, tunes in you look at the Giants in 2010, you look at the Giants of 2012, um, it's pitching and defense and small ball that are winning these World Series now. You know, I can't think of, well, David Ortiz last year was just out of his I think, mind. I think he kind of won it. Yeah, he, he kind of won it. But, you know, look at, look at 2004. You know, that, that the, the, the Yankees, uh, that, that league championship year was one of the best in history. You had the uh, Astros and the Cardinals go to seven, um, in the National League, and then of course in the American League, the Red Sox come back from the O three deficit, and so on and so forth. They became the two thousand and four Red Sox. But what's one of the key plays that everybody remembers from that series is Dave Roberts stealing second on Mariano Rivera uh, to get in scoring position in Game Four. You know, it's that moment, and that created so much excitement, and that's what's reflected upon as like a linchpin moment, um, and that's small ball. You know, and just the the Giants of 2010, their announcer was always saying that Giants baseball was torture because they won so many games, one nothing, two to one, three to two, you know, by these one run margins. And Tim Lincecum in that uh, World Series was just unbelievable. You know, and, and had to be because when you win games two to one, three to two, and everything, you completely wear down your bullpen because they're out there that much earlier as. Uh, Freddie learned a couple of years ago the uh and um I mean even Kimbrell was getting knocked around then uh, at the end of the season uh Venters no longer has an arm uh and uh O'Flaherty's arm is on the mend with somebody else um I um your pitching doesn't seem to win in the uh, postseason uh if it does it's power pitching uh and there because there's just not as much room for mistakes i mean and people point to how the braves only won one uh world championship during their long run uh and they really only had one power pitcher the one who was so great during the um during the postseason now, i don't necessarily buy any of that uh I but you do you are going against the Braves were a team meant to make it to the postseason. They had pitching where they were going to win three out of four games. But in the postseason, you're playing against the best teams uh, that are right there with you and can match up. There, you know, you're using two or three pitchers, and they uh, the best teams can match up with that. You've got to have a deeper lineup. Um, the uh, so I. I I don't 
and, and that gets us back to all these trades and stuff. I don't know that getting all of these pitchers uh, are going to make if David Price is going to make the Tigers win the World Series. It's going to certainly help get them into the World Series. Cabrera yeah. will win it for them. You know. Well, true. Um, that being said, uh, in closing here, can you think back in recent memory of a rental that led to um, like a big ticket rental uh, on the on the what we're probably going to see. It seemed with like Lester. David Cohn did a couple of times. Uh, uh-huh. The uh, and I, I would have to look that up, but it does seem like David Cohn did. Didn't uh, Chris Lee? Uh, well, Cliff Lee. I mean, Cliff Lee. Uh, what did I say? Chris Lee. Uh, Cliff Lee in 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 both of it. You know, oh nine with the Phillies, yes, and then oh ten or oh ten. Um, uh, I met with the Phillies. Yeah. Well, Phillies, he, he got the Phillies there and was a big part. He he won the only two games in the World Series. The Phillies won in 09 when they lost mm-hmm. to the Yankees. So that's that's absolutely um, correct. And then he was on the Rangers staff, I want to say, in 2011. It's either mm-hmm. 2010 or 2011 because he went to Seattle. He signed with Seattle, and then they traded him. That poor guy, he, he's never been with <laughs> one team longer than about two or three years. So... Plenty of he's done a poor guy though. Yeah, well, not yeah, exactly. But can you think of now the difference being is that they didn't, you know, I'd have to look at the David Cohn thing as well. But they didn't, you know, the '09 Phillies didn't win at all. Can you think of you know a team that they go and they get like Major League Two? We got Jack Clarkman, (laughs) and then that leads to a wasn't Jack Parkman? Jack Parkman, yeah. Yeah. Um, But then that turns into a title, into a ring, right? Um, let me think. Um, I'm sure there is. I'm just. If not. we were dressing this up for a segment on NOV Network, it'd be greatest rental of all time. Yeah. Uh, and right now, the Yankees used to. I mean, back in the day, the Yankees used to just go out and get people down the stretch, but they weren't rentals. Then they just kept them until they were no longer of any value. Uh. The um, I have to look. Oh, here I got one. That, well, he didn't turn out to be a rental when the uh, Giants got Randy Wynn. Uh, that was when Bonds was. Uh, that was Bonds' big thing. But I mean, I don't think they won. No, they didn't. The and only the, year and, they went with Bonds was O two. Yeah, I mean, they lost and to the Angels. I think that's when uh, Giants got Randy Wynn. I, I'm not certain of that, but Randy Wynn stayed there as well. Um, I have to look this up. This yeah. would be a good thing to right. to bring up on the next episode. Uh, so, real quick, um, after post trade deadline, what's your prediction for? What are you most excited to see in October? Like, what teams would you want to see now the most? So I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it out there: Oakland and uh, Detroit and the ALCS. I think that that's going to be awesome if the if they go up against each other and everybody's healthy. Ooh, I not me. Uh, I would like. I don't. <laughs> I would kind of like to see Oakland in it because their fans are so much fun, uh, and their fans have so much fun. I think uh, other fans can learn from Oakland fans, you know, as to how. <laughs> I mean, uh, the uh, Oakland fans are like black spirituals in the uh, 19th century. These people that are so oppressed that are beaten down on the ground that are just singing hallelujah and everything. And Oakland fans are in the worst stadium in the major leagues. And they've had been suffering with just uh, 
a team that spent no money. It was in last place for so long, and now they have all these characters that are helping them win, and they're just glorious about the whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I, um, but uh, if Oakland doesn't make it, that whole team implodes. They're going to have players going all over the place. Oh, absolutely. The same thing is true with the Tigers. This is it. They're all in. Uh, and I still, you know, David Price is going to help them, but they could have used a reliever or two. Yeah, um, that's been their Achilles heel for the last uh, four years. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe I'd like to see the Angels. Maybe I want to see Mike Trout play uh, in, in the uh, you know in the World Series on the big stage. We, we didn't even mention it, but there's a team that could have used a starting pitcher or two. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. The... Uh, I you know uh, who you were saying Oakland and the Tigers so maybe that's what I that's what I'd be most uh, looking forward to personally. Angels and Angels and Orioles I think that would be a great uh, got a sneak um, preview league. of that the last few yeah, days right yeah. uh, I think that would be a great league championship series uh, I don't want to see Toronto uh, but no but you got to admit Toronto is kind of a fun team too when healthy you know they got Speed yeah. and Reyes and good power hitting and um Encarnacion and Bautista and then you know RA Dickey and Mark Burley I that, mean come there on there are too many ex Mets there well yeah and ex Marlins yeah, for that matter well, there are ex Marlins pretty much everywhere <laughs> um and then uh so who do you think World Series now let's get a quick right, post trade World Series all right uh I'm going to say the Braves uh in the World Series? Well, I'm going to say it. Uh, uh, it doesn't right. mean I believe it. <laughs> the, uh, I like I'm, your thinking. That's the power uh, of positive thinking right there. I uh, kind of believe the Dodgers are they're, they're the team to beat. But I'll say the Braves. And, uh, <laughs> Braves and Rays. We're, I'm just, let's just go all out. You know, the Rays uh, come all the way back and win. I think, you know, wouldn't it have been nice if, uh, if David Price did go to the Royals? That would have been something. That would have been cool. I, the, uh, hey, Royals are right there. They're I know, five and out. They were supposedly really in, you know, going down the wire for a price. And so was Miami, apparently, yeah. if you believe everything oh, I know, you read. I know, I know. Uh, so yeah, we got the right. Braves out of the NL. Yes, thank all God. Right. Hopefully and, so. Uh, so and just so to upset everything, I'll go with the Angels and you know, nice. Mike Trout. You know, he is the best. Well, thank you, Coach. Thank you all. And thanks to everybody listening on SoundCloud and on iTunes. This has been Running the Bases. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.